Aren't you thankful this morning for Jesus Christ? Amen. For hanging on that cross. I had a, since this is all different, can y'all hear me? Am I on? This is a little bit different setting. I, when I see, walked up here and looked at everybody, it looked like I'm preaching at deer camp today. So it'll be, it'll be good. Usually I preach out at the farm out there when we have it out the farm. Of course, the rain and everything put us all back here. But God wants us to hear for some reason today. Amen. Uh, it continued to rain. I got up at 5.30 this morning and checking my... I woke up and I heard it hitting the roof and I said, oh no. Got up and turned on, got on my phone and Googled, uh, got the KATV Doppler radar and I was watching it and I said, man, this, we're not going to be able to have it today. So God wanted us to be here for some reason today. I, I believe that God doesn't ever do anything without uh, a reason behind it today. And so I was going to preach on most of A lot of people in church bought these shirts that y'all see right here, these camouflage shirts with uh, Romans 1.16. And uh, I thought this week I was going to preach out there on Romans 1.16 where Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power unto God unto salvation. And I love that. I want to preach just a little bit this morning on, is your faith plain to see? Now, when we're all inside the church house here on Sunday, our faith is plain to see. We all shout and we love Jesus. We'll raise hands. We'll do different things. But outside of these four walls, can people see your faith in Jesus Christ? Now, when Paul said the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I love that about Paul, he said the gospel of Jesus Christ. He didn't say the gospel of Baptist. The gospel of Pentecost, the gospel assembly, it is called the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. This is the reason why we're here this morning. We can preach a lot of things and we can do a lot of things in this church, but if we ever get away from the gospel of Jesus Christ, there's something wrong with this leadership and there's something wrong with this church. Amen? Because this is where it all starts is the decision that you made to follow Jesus Christ. Now, there may be some in here this morning, and, and I'm going to preach on it. And if you're here, maybe God sent you here for that reason. There may be someone in here this morning that's never accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. That's what the Bible says, that it requires us to inherit or to have eternal life. It's not about how much you go to church or your denomination. Or, and, and, and I love this. It's pure gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to Father except through one door. There's not many doors. And there's not many ways to heaven, church. I was listening to Oprah here a while back. and She was talking about, well, I just believe that God's a God. He'll offer many ways for all of us to spend eternity with Him. That's the theory of Oprah. The Bible says there's only one. And see, this is where we're at in the world today. And it's even drifting into the church. But we get to listen to more and more of the world. And we'll miss the whole way. The Bible says there's only one way. And it's through Jesus Christ. And it's through faith. It's as simple as that. All you have to do is accept Christ through faith. You say, well, I don't know if I can do that, Brother George, about a man that died 2,000 years ago. You got in your car today and drove in a wet rain. You could have got killed. Amen. You trusted your brakes. Amen. There's so many things we do by faith every day that we get in and that we do, and we think it's so hard to trust in Jesus. <laughs> Ask Dwayne last week. He flew to Peru. <laughs> that took faith. I mean, Dwayne's the type of person don't get no taller than corn, no lower than potatoes. Amen? <laughs> and he was scared to death. But he had faith. 
And he went over on that mission trip today. And that's what I want to read in that verse. Michelle, I didn't give her no verses, so maybe she'll keep up with me this morning. Amen? Let's all stand. I want to read this one verse in Romans. It's on the back of my shirt. It's up there. But look what Paul said here in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. For everyone who believes, for the Jews first and also the Greek. For in it is righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for this time in your house, Lord. And Lord, even though our plans were changed this morning, Lord, you never change and you're the same. And your spirit is here this morning. And, and Lord, I pray that you would just speak to each and every one of our hearts. Lord, is our faith plain to see? Is our family seeing our faith? Do people on the job see our faith? And Lord, I pray that we won't be ashamed of the gospel. That it is power. No matter what this world offers or what is happening around us, it is still about through your Son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray that you'll just have your way this morning in everything that you do here. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I know we're getting into the holiday season. I used to love it when Hunter was little. Man, I could scare him to, with, a, with anything. I loved it. And last night it was raining at the house. And I'm, I'm in my room because I'm watching Ohio State and Penn State. Don't you? I'm watching football. You know, I'm kicked back watching football. And Mevlin texts me and says, you should. Hunter was out front. Let me back up. Hunter was out front on the porch blowing them duck calls. <laughs> I have never... Man, I love hunting, guys. Man, I love to deer hunt. I love to fish. I love all that. But whoever created them stinking duck calls, something's wrong with them. It's okay to hear a whack, 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 but all night long, whack, 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 whack. I woke up this morning going, whack, 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 whack. And so he was outside on the porch and he was blowing his, all of his calls and everything because he wanted to blow them here today, I'm sure. And he was out on the porch and it was dark out there on the front porch, had the porch light on. He's uh, blowing that grunt call, uh, deer, uh, duck call. Mevlin texts me and says, you ought to go out and scare him. I said, I hadn't done that since he was little. I think I'll do that. I went back to her bathroom and found a white sheet. Man, I flopped it up and put it over me. I went out the back sliding glass door and I come around the house. I peeked around the house and Hunter's going, wah, 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 wah. man, he's all into that duck call. You know, he's looking at him and everything. I sneak up there and I got, I raise my arms up and I got this white sheet on. I said, I'm fixing to scare him. He's going to jump off that porch. I was snuck up there and he's going, wah, 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 wah. I get right up to the porch and I said, hey boy, I'm tired of them duck calls. He goes, Dad, I know it's you. I see your camouflage shirt and your pants. When I raised it up, I raised the sheet up and it was me standing there and didn't even know it. Didn't even scare him. Used to be, used to be really fun when he was little. But I love what Paul said in these verses here. There was three things Paul said that I am. Early, I, didn't, I didn't have her put them up, but in, a, in two verses earlier, Paul said, I am a debtor. Then he comes up in verse 15, he says, I am ready to preach the gospel. Then he gets to this verse here and he says, for I am not ashamed. 
Paul was a debtor to Jesus Christ. In the very first one of Romans, it says that he was a bond servant or a slave to Jesus Christ. You say, well, I don't know. That sounds kind of weird being a slave to Jesus Christ. When Paul realized what Jesus Christ had did for him, he, he could do nothing but open up his life and say, Lord, use me. I'm your slave to, to present your gospel. Do whatever you want for what you did for me on the cross. You've got to remember the apostle Paul used to bash Jesus Christ. He used to talk about Jesus Christ. He used to talk. Any Christian, he would, he would haul them to jail. They would execute him. Paul did not want nothing to do with Christianity. Sometimes it seems, everybody says, well, that's back then. Today, hey, listen, they were bashing Jesus in Paul's day. They have in every generation. Because people want a man they can see. Amen? And Paul, Paul was, uh, felt like he was indebted to preach the gospel. How many times do we get up on Sunday mornings and come to church... And do what we do for Jesus. Remember what I said last Sunday? You don't have to go to church. You get to. Amen. When it gets to the point where you feel like you have to. Listen, if I ever have to get up here and preach, Levi, there's something wrong in my walk with Jesus Christ. Now you're saved. Listen, there's saved people that still feel like they have to. That they have to do this. And they have, we don't have to do none of it. By what Jesus Christ did on the cross, we get to be here this morning. Amen. Even in the rain, we get to be here. And Paul said, I'm indebted to that because I, I know the power of salvation. I know what Jesus Christ did in my life. It doesn't matter what the news says today. Jesus Christ is going to be bashed. He's going to be bashed in schools. He's going to be bashed on your job. He's listen. He's even trying. It's even creeping into the church. I mean, there's so many user-friendly churches. You just come in as you are. Listen, I believe you need to come as you are. Amen. Man, it doesn't matter what you wear in this place. It doesn't matter. Listen, we can worship in camouflage just as good as we can a suit and tie. Amen. I kind of like this camouflage. It makes you happy, happy, happy. Amen. I mean, it's good stuff. I like the camouflage. But we can worship. And that doesn't matter. Jesus is worried about our hearts this morning. And that's creeping into the church. Listen, you don't have to learn how to behave. You need to learn how to believe first. Christ isn't asking you to behave first and then get right with Him. He wants you to come to Him in belief and have faith in Him. And then it'll affect your behavior. How many of y'all believe that this morning? Y'all seem like y'all ready to eat or something. <laughs> Listen, the, the power of the gospel, it changed Paul's life. It took him from persecuting the church to being a preacher. Could you imagine after Paul got saved and he come back into town, what people did? Paul had been throwing Christians in and he runs into town and says, I want to preach. I want to preach right here in the synagogue. i got to tell you all what happened. Jesus Christ touched me. He saved me. I'm born again. I'm ready to preach the gospel. They said, we're not listening to you. we gone. They left. They thought it was a trick. They thought he was trying to trick. People were scared of Paul. They were scared. They just, oh, we don't want no part of that man. It's a trick. He's going to get us and throw us in jail and we're going to die. For uh, We're just not going to do it. Paul said, listen, I'm indebted to Jesus Christ, y'all. He has changed me. 
I'm not the same Paul as I used to be. And for everyone that's here this morning, if you've called upon the name of Jesus Christ, you should not be the same person that you used to be. Because that is the power of the gospel. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it's the power of God to salvation. That's the greatest decision you'll ever make. We, I love doing this fall festival stuff, and we can do all kinds, of, all kinds of activities in church. We can have a good time, but it all boils down to when we go to church. I mean, I can preach, we can have worship Tim, we can do all the ministry we want in and outside in this community. The number one thing it all boils down to in 100 years is, do you know Jesus? It doesn't matter how big your house is and how many overtime hours you work and what you bought for your kids. If you didn't get them, if you didn't get your kids to recognize Jesus, we have failed. Because it is eternal life. This is what's going to go on and on and on and on. That's why it's called eternal. It's forever. How many of y'all's had a job over twenty years? Raise your hand. Same job. How many's been working on the same job for twenty years? I only got four in here out of about a hundred and something. That's, they're temporary. Well, any of us could get up tomorrow and go and your job be gone. <laughs> All you got to do is watch Congress. <laughs> Maybe a lot of other stuff gone this year. But the one thing that will always stay with us, and Jesus said, I'll never forsake you and I'll never leave you. Amen. He has the power to stay with you even when you mess up. I love this when people preach and, and when you become perfect when you get saved. There's a lot of people out there that believe that. When you get saved, you are perfect. You're not perfect. You are... Listen, Christ covered you with His righteousness when you got saved. He covered that penalty of sin for you. Somebody got... Let me. Can I borrow your... Uh, yep. Shaw, I know you're going to freeze, but I won't preach long. <laughs> It's got sleeves. <laughs> Never knew a shawl having sleeves. I put them in there. Did you? Can I borrow you a minute? You mind preaching with me? Okay, come on. You come here, you allowed to preach with me, amen? What's your name? Joe. Joe? Yeah. Okay, we're going to say Joe when he comes to Jesus Christ. Listen, God looks at Joe and when, before we accept Christ, Jesus Christ still looks at us and there's... Uh-oh. <laughs> Didn't work. Joe comes to Jesus Christ and humbles himself and says, Listen, I can't go to heaven on my own. There's nothing good about me, Lord. I know you died on the cross over 2,000 years ago for me and paid that sin penalty for me. There's nothing I can do to work my way to heaven. There's nothing I can do to be good. Jesus Christ, all I, I put all my faith and hope in you. That's why Jesus Christ died for the sin penalty. He accepts Christ as his Savior. Now, Joe is standing there. When Joe gets saved, after he gets saved, he's still going to have this old Duck Dynasty beard. Amen? I'm glad you wore that. Looking good. You didn't know you were going to be preaching with me either, did you? I figured it happened about that on the end of the road. Yeah, if you sit on the end with me, it's too late. So when, uh, when he accepts Jesus Christ, here's what Jesus does. This is the covering of his righteousness. When Joe invited Christ into his heart, Jesus, by through faith, counted him righteous. Yes. Counted.
counted him righteous. Now, not on Joe's works, not on his merits, not on his family, his pedigree. I don't care how many college degrees he has. Christ, now when God looks at Joe, he looks through Jesus and sees Joe. The death penalty has been erased. He now has eternal... Now Joe can boldly approach and come to Jesus any day and pray to him. The veil had been ripped in the temple, physical temple. You can sit down, Joe. You stand there, I'll be preaching with you all day. When Jesus Christ said, it is finished, it is, it is done, it is over, I have completed, I have become the one sacrificial lamb to the world. I give my life for everyone, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He said there will be no more priests doing, doing uh, sacrificial lambs, no more doves, no more grain offerings, all of that. I am dying once and I'm covering it all with the righteousness of God. That's why if, if Jesus Christ didn't die, we would have to sacrifice a lamb every day, every week for, to cover our sins. But Jesus Christ died and covered the sins at once. Amen. So that me and you, you don't even have to have a preacher to pray with you. You know, I know some of y'all say, Brother George, can you just pray with me? I can, but if you're a child of God, you've got open access to the Father. Amen. And it doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter if you was on alcohol. God doesn't care about that. He wants to know this morning, do you know Him? The only one that's keeping you from coming to Jesus Christ is the accuser of the brethren, and it's the devil himself. That's the only one. Listen, the Bible says it doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love and a sound mind. So if you're fearful, whether it's salvation, it's of the devil. Well, I'm just scared of that, Brother George. I'm scared to lead in church. I'm scared to pray with my wife. I'm you're not scared. That's pretty good. I mean. <laughs> That's way down south, scared. It's not of God. It's of the devil. How many people has God kept out of church? Uh, the devil kept out of church. Because soon as you listen, I can tell you this morning. As soon as the Holy Spirit convicts you about something to change something in your life, in your family, in your heart, boom, He's right there on it. You don't want to go up front. You don't want to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. You don't want to get involved with that church. You don't want to go here. You, listen, you'll, you'll wind up being the same old person you always... I, you remember what you did when you was 17? You remember what you did when you was 21? Remember when you was running around drunk in town and, and acting like a fool every weekend? Some of y'all been there. We've all been there at one place... Everybody sins, okay? Sin is sin. I know there's some denominations that say, well, if you commit adultery, you're a big sinner. But if you lie to somebody on your job or about your taxes, it's not a big sin. It's sin. Jesus Christ died and covered it all because He knew we couldn't carry it all. And so he covered us with his righteousness. And so now I can boldly go when the devil starts accusing me this week and it'll happen. Because if you start stepping up for Jesus Christ, you start wanting to find a church, the devil will help you find an excuse. Amen. How many of y'all have ever given an excuse to God before? 
of y'all's ever been? A, we live in a world. Listen, there's a lot about this world we can be ashamed about. Amen. How many of y'all's ever been ashamed of something that you did? And if you're not raising your hand, you're telling a holy fib. <laughs> We've all done something worse. But see, if anybody had the right to be ashamed of his past and never be used to preach the gospel, it was Apostle Paul. He was killing people for the name of Jesus. Throwing them in jail for the name of Jesus. And now, on the road to Damascus, when he got saved and invited Jesus into his heart, that all changed. Old things passed away. The new Paul was standing before him. Now, it, it couldn't matter. Paul could preach as loud as he wanted and said, I'm saved. <laughs> Wait, guys, I'm changed. I'm saved. Don't run. I want to preach about a power of God that changed me. It's called dunamis power. It changed me from the inside. Hey, wait a minute, guys. I'm saved. It didn't matter how much he screamed he was saved. People weren't going to believe him till it showed up in his walk. That's when they started believing Paul. They started seeing the compassion on Paul, the change of Paul. Paul was bold to preach the gospel. And I think as a church, we need to be, we shouldn't, and, and as a church, we cannot be ashamed. I'm not ashamed to preach salvation this morning. Because <laughs> I want to see everybody in here in heaven one day. Amen. And I don't know how you've been brought up or what you've been told, but if you don't have Jesus, your Savior this morning, you are not going to make it to heaven. Amen. You say, that's mean, Brother George. You got us here for a fall festival and preaching that. <laughs> Be glad to hear it from me that one day stand at the judgment seat of Christ and Him say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Because we're all going to stand there one day. It's not going to be like at the movie house when we was young and used to slip in. How many of y'all ever tried to slip in something? Amen? Yeah, you bunch of slippers. Nobody slips into heaven without a title deed that says I'm covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. There was a man one day, a little boy, he's watching a little boy on the sea. And he was at this time of the evening and right before dark, the tide was bringing in just thousands and thousands and thousands of starfish. And this little boy went down on the shore and he was picking these starfish up just as fast as he could and slinging them into the ocean. He'd pick up handfuls and sling them in the ocean. He'd run over here and the man watched this boy do it over and over and over. And he finally come down his steps to his house front there and walked down the beach. He said, son, what are you doing? He said, they're all going to die. He said, that's okay. You can't help them all. He said, there's too many. And he's steadily throwing them in. He's throwing them in. He's listening to the guy talk. He said, you can't help them all, son. He said, yeah, but I can make a difference with this one. And he threw it back in. That's why we're here as children of God. Amen. We can't save the world from right here on 70 West at Pleasant Hill. But we can save that one and that one and your neighbor and your mom, your aunt, your kids, your friend, your neighbor. That one makes a difference. Amen. That'll make a difference. And listen, I get to preach a lot of funerals. And death, when you say death, it gets quiet. Because we're all about life. 
Some of us in here, hey, I'm only 45. I, I plan on being 172. Amen? That means about 100 more deer seasons. Oh, that'd be great. But all of us one day, none of us knows our time. We, any of us could get a doctor report tomorrow. An x-ray. You say, Brother George, you're trying to scare me. No, I'm telling you reality. Life is short. That's why I want to stand up here. I guess that's why I preach with as much passion as I do. I'm not going to get to do this all of my life. And when God called me to preach, guys, I'm not going to stand up here and preach a little pretty... Listen, it's about Jesus and do you want to go and live eternally with Him? That's what life is about. Your job and your, and your family and everything else, that's part of the pie. Amen. That's part of the package. But Jesus says, I'm the man. Amen. Yes. I'm the man. And I don't have time to stand up here and wait around. And you, we, Listen, none of us have time just, well, I, and I know. I did it before I got saved. I did it before I surrendered to preach God after me? How many of you have ever had God after you? I'd say I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'll be a lot better. You know, in two weeks, I'm getting a raise. And I'll be able to afford. I can even give to the church more and do stuff to the end of the Lord. God said, I'm not worried about all that junk. I want you. Now, just as you are. Because see... What I'm giving you is what's going to change you. There's nothing in this world that's going to change you but me. And I remember when John came in. I'm going to close with this story because John just got saved two weeks ago. I'd never seen a man pray such a humble prayer that said he could never pray. John may be here. I don't know. But he come in and this is how it is. He, he was wrestling with so much stuff in his life. It had him so confused I'm telling you, when, when you get so much life around you and, 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 and God is wanting you to do something, it'll drive you crazy yeah. until you surrender. I mean, you can run and run and run and run away from God. All you want to do, it just makes you more crazier. And that's no matter if it's being saved, coming into the ministry, God wants you to witness to your next door neighbor that doesn't know Jesus. He's going to speak to you about it. Because everything to Jesus is eternal life. That's what it's about. And as John said, Brother George, I can't pray. He said, I, I don't know what to pray. He's not going to listen to me. I, I got so much sin. I said, John, we all have sin. That's why Christ wants to cover us. So then we are made righteous through the eyes of God because we're covered by the blood. And it's not about you no more, but it's about Jesus. He said, I don't know how to pray. I said, I give him a little pattern of prayer, but I said, John, if I could, I would love to pray this for you. But I can't pray a prayer to see you accept Jesus. I'm saved. I'm the one that don't, I don't need, I, I got saved. I got Jesus. Everybody that's come to the foot of the cross and to the door of salvation, I don't care who you are, what color your skin is, and what your job title is. If you accepted Christ, there had to be a surrender and brokenness. Everything's stripped away where it's just you and Jesus. 
And I said, John, I would love to pray for you. If I, if I could sign something and say, Brother George said, it's okay, God. I would do it. But I can't do that. You've got to pray this prayer. If you can speak, He'll listen. It don't have to be a fancy, Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, we come here today. None of that. The thief on the cross said, Jesus, will you remember me? Remember me! Remember me when you go into paradise. And John knelt down there and he prayed. And he just, when he started praying, just brokenness. You could just, it was like just, it was like just breaking the top off of a, a jar and it's just flowing out. The pressure was released. It was released. And he prayed, the, man, he started praying, Lord Jesus Christ, just forgive me. Forgive every person. And, and I thought he was going to be there a while because he was naming every person he thought that he could think of he did wrong. Forgive me, forgive them. I want to be clean. He was on. Jesus makes you want to be like that. He wants you to be free and clean and just let the lid off. Amen. And as he got up and we, I said a prayer and we got up and he hugged me and he was crying. I gave him some tissues and he said, man, I feel lighter. I said, because the lid has been released. All that hurt, all that worry, all that anxiety, all that, Jesus Christ came. The moment you asked him in your heart, the Holy Spirit came in and indwelt you right then. Not three days later, not when you get baptized. Then when you call upon the name of Jesus, you shall be saved. Amen. I'm thankful that I don't have to do all that to go to heaven. Amen? You say, well, about the thief, did they baptize him? No, they didn't jerk him off the cross. Take him to Jordan, put him back on. He died. The water is not what saved him, it's the blood. In the Lamb's book of life is what saved him. I've seen people on their deathbed accept Jesus and never been to church. One guy said, Brother George, I've never been to church. I, I, God's really good. He's probably not even going to hear me. I, the last time I went to church was when I was a little kid and my mom made me go on Easter. I said, it doesn't matter. He listens to a broken heart that's crying out to him. Tim, as y'all prepare to come, I don't know where you're at this morning and I just feel like we, we don't need to be ashamed of the gospel. Amen? It is, listen, it's very easy. How, how many of y'all have ever been ashamed of the gospel before? Now be honest. All of us, there's a few hands coming up. We all have been embarrassed. You say, well, I'm not embarrassed for the George. Then why haven't you told that person on your job, ask them if they're saved? Why haven't you talked to your, your friends or your kids? Or if you're not embarrassed about it, then tell them. Say, hey, this is what Jesus did for me. And a lot of times, most of us don't want to do that. It's because we got stuff in our own closets and we've done stuff. Listen, God forgives when we call out to Him. I don't care what your past was. When you got covered in Christ, He covered you. The only person that's keeping you held back and not wanting to step out in faith and say, I want to say I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I want to tell people that it's the power of God of salvation in my life. Brother George, I have been changed. There's only one person keeping you from doing that, and that's the accuser. They call the enemy. And listen, guys, he's not some little guy on your deviled ham can. He's real. 
I truly believe a lot of things we don't get done for Jesus Christ may not be directly of Satan, but it's influences of Him that hold us back from being who we need to be in Christ. It's never too late. My grandpa got saved at 78 years old. <laughs> that today still makes an impact on me. I was only a 6th grader at Lake Elmson School riding a bus. When I came home off that bus that day, and my dad was down there, and I was brought up in church. My mom and dad got saved when they were young after they got married and got us in church. But my, my grandma, she was always in church. But my grandpa, he had wanted nothing to do with it. And man, when Brother Leroy, he would come by, that preacher we had at that time would come by and speak to him. If he was, Jay, if he was cutting brush in the fence, he would crank his chainsaw up and go, Wham! So he didn't have to listen to that preacher. Wham! Many times, that preacher could have said, I'll never go tell that guy again. He just embarrassed me. I cannot believe that man wouldn't want to talk to me. I'll never see him again. Boom! Get in the car door. But you know what? He kept coming back. Sometimes you got to fight for the people in your lives. Instead of just saying, that's what's wrong with America today on everything from marriages to our relationships. Let's just give up. We'll find somebody else. But you'll never find nobody that will take that place, which is Jesus Christ. And I got off that bus that day. Dad come up to me. He said, I want to tell you something, George. He said, your grandpa got saved today. And I was a little sixth grade kid. My favorite show was uh, that dude that used to say, Dino Mike. Huh? Good times. Man, that was my show. I didn't know what to say. A lot of people say when the Spirit comes on you, people do everything. You know what mine was? Dino Mike. That's all. You say, that's not very spiritual. I don't care. Dino Mike. You little holier now? Just say it once. You might enjoy it. That's all I can say. And as we went in, and I'm not kidding, Doug being around him just that afternoon, the next day, he was still the same person on the outside. Still wore his overhauls, still fed his cows, still did his pigs, still lived on the farm. But there was an aura about him that was changed. He was changed. And from that day, man, this man could cuss with the best of them. From that day forward, as a kid, me being... Now, I'm not saying he was perfect, but when I was around him, he'd be up around them animals and get that stick and want to run the wrong way. And before, I mean, it was blankety, blank, 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 pow, pow, pow. I would have loved to be in them pig shoes that morning. Or a week later, after he got saved, and one cut in on him, and he got mad, and he grabbed his stick, and, and the pig looked up and said, He got saved. It's real. It's real. He wasn't perfect by no means. But about a year and a half, two years later, he died of cancer. But I seen that man in church every Sunday. Every Wednesday night. And I finally heard him pray. 
And if you hear something like that, guys, we have nothing to be ashamed of. We serve someone that's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That one day we're going to spend eternity with. Not just 40 years, not just 50 years, forever. Where are you at this morning? Wouldn't it be great this morning? You say, well, I came to Pleasant Hills Fall Fest. Really, Brother George, I didn't come to hear you preach. I know that's an added bonus. Amen? <laughs> to some of y'all, some of y'all may not be. But when it's about Jesus, it's a bonus in your life. Amen. He that began a good work will complete it. Will complete it. You may have been saved here for 30, 10, 15 years. You say, Brother George, I feel like I'm a long way from him. He which began a good work in you. That's salvation. He Listen, He will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Till Jesus Christ comes back, God's going to continually be working on you. Convicting and moving and trying to get the bad stuff and put His righteousness in. And he, it's, a, it's a constant process. And it's a battle. But won't you come this morning just one time and be broken. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior this morning. Never accepted Him. As your Savior. It's not about going to church. I don't care how you was raised. I, throw all that out. Strip it all away. Strip your job. Strip everything away. Where there's nothing but a heart standing there this morning. If you don't know Him this morning, what a greater day to come and accept Christ as your Savior. Humbly yourself in front of the Lord. You may be here and been saved for years. He's ready to take you back. He's ready to energize you. He, the Holy Spirit is ready to speak to you. Let's stand this morning. Come where you're at this morning. Maybe you want to come just pray. Maybe God's got a burden on your life. Burden you about something in your life. Whatever it is. But don't be ashamed of the gospel this morning. Step out. Don't let the accuser of the brethren keep you and hold you back from where you're at. Open up your heart this morning to Jesus. To surrender.